Thanks. Relationships. And some advice. The Cooper and Anthony Show. So we're taking a look at famous people who should have been or probably were swingers in the past. Yeah, you look at some of these famous characters and you're like, huh, Lucy, Ricky, this all seems like it's very vanilla. And then you're like, huh, they're a little close with Ethel and Fred. Hmm, what's going on there? You wonder if Ethel and Fred were swingers. Lucy and Ricky. Hmm, makes a lot of sense. What about the Flintstones? See, and that's our take. We're going to find out what Fred and Wilma were up to way back in the day it's episode number two of i bet they were swingers well i'm home oh hi dear let me guess hamburger tonight brontosaurus burger dear I was thinking at work that we could invite Barney and Betty over. Maybe not tonight, because, you know, Betty and I are going to Ellen DeGenerock and Portia DeQuarrie's party at the Rock Pile. I've always thought you've had a little thing with her in the past. Maybe a little thing on the side. Fred, I've been wanting to ask you something. Yes? How good a friend is Barney, really? He's my lodge brother. We went to Holly Rock together. And we worked together. We're bowling partners, too. Well, I was wondering, how would you feel if we had Barney and Betty come over uh, Friday night while Pebbles and Bam Bam are out at the sitters? And then the four of us can, well, have a night together. Wilma. Are you saying what I think you're saying? Fred. Yes? Have you ever listened to our song? It does say you'll have a gay old time. Oh, you're right. I've never listened to the song before. Okay, let's call him. And you know what, Wilma? You'll have a gay old time, too. I always do, Fred. Sex. Relationships. And advice. The Cooper and Anthony Show. What is your feeling about the whole asking the father hand in marriage thing? So I know you have boys, so it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. But do you want your boys to ask their potential wives' fathers for their hand in marriage? I would say I hope they would, but I didn't. Why didn't you? I don't know. I didn't think about it. (laughs) <laughs> you don't like to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, that means I want to have to have a conversation with the father-in-law and take him to the side. No. And what if he says no? What if I say, I, I'm go- I'm thinking about asking your daughter to marry me. Well, you've been living together for six years, so maybe you should. Maybe I, I should have said that, but I didn't even bring it up. I didn't even think about it. But if he says no, then then what's my next move? Well, not to ask because, okay, so I'm, I'm glad you didn't ask because asking is really misogynistic and sexist. It's being seen as something that no one does anymore. You should not do it. And if you do do it, it basically do makes do. you just look old. No, it's respectful do. to do it. I don't know why. It's- no, uh-uh, it isn't. It's not respectful because okay, the whole concept of asking a father's hand in marriage is that um, the, the girl is property mm-hmm. and you have to ask the father permission to have his property that she can't make a decision on her own. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a huge um, am I the asshat, mm-hmm. a huge one that people are flipping out about right now and nobody's on this guy's side. So it's this dude, his girlfriend was out with friends he sat down with her dad and said, I'd like your blessing to marry your daughter. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, are you high? Are you being serious with me? Like, even the father was like, that's so sexist and that's so misogynistic. And just for that reason alone, I don't want her to. I mean, it's not up to me. It's up to her. She's a woman with agency. This is her decision if she wants to marry you or not. Um, so the father, like, rolled his eyes and just left the room. He was really mad. Then the girlfriend came back. She was angry because she said, why'd you ask my dad? Why didn't you ask me? And he said, she said to him, that's really sexist. And he said, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. 
because the point was to ask the dad to propose not to marry you by force or anything. Right. So now he's called her stupid. No, now he said that her thinking it's sexist is stupid. <laughs> this guy is, he can't, he can't get, he's like 22 also. He cannot get out of his own way. Not one person on the subreddit was like, you go, dude. They were all like, yeesh, no, you are the asshat. It's been done for hundreds of years. He's not asking to marry. He's asking permission to ask her to marry him. But what's the father got to do with it? Because it's the respectful. The has no say over what the daughter does. Ugh. Okay, people don't get married. Just, just <laughs> There's no winning this conversation. So don't get married. How about that? Well, that was the other thing. She was like, you and I never even discussed marriage. And then you went and spoke to my father before talking to me. Like that relationship, I think probably didn't last. I think by the end of my sentence, it's already over. No, what I did is I brought 14 chickens <laughs> to my father-in-law <laughs> and said, here, I'll trade you for the girl. How much for the little girl? Here's 14 chickens. And that's how I got married. <laughs> that's not sexist at all. <laughs> <laughs> She's only worth 14 chickens? 14 chickens is a lot of money in the South. You got to understand how much money that is. <laughs> you got to pay the family off. So he had two daughters, and I said, what can I buy for 14? He said, you can have the older one. It's like, fine, I'll take the older one then. <laughs> the younger daughter was about like 25 chickens. 25 chickens. And she's way not worth 25 chickens. That's a lot you of money. 20, yeah. <laughs> then you're left with no chickens. <laughs> she, I could have probably got away with five chickens and a goat, but I didn't want to go down that road. <laughs> it's all so stupid. Come on. <laughs> it's a respectful thing to ask. And then if you don't ask, then you get crap for not asking like I didn't do. There's no winning if you're a guy. Just did, don't get married. Did you know that The Rock has a certain kind of rider, I guess I'll call it? It's a clause in his contract. Mm -hmm. A specific clause in his contract, The Rock. What do you think he is demanding when he is on film sets, specifically like any of the Fast and Furious or any of those types of movies? I bet he's got a gym, probably a mm -hmm. gym trailer. So they got to show up with weights and all that. And he's got to have a crazy diet uh, rider. I mean, maybe, but this isn't that. This is, he's got a clause in his contract that limits how badly he can get beaten up on screen. <laughs> Must win every fight. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And it's okay. So he and Vin Diesel, they all have these, all those guys, all those like, you know, tough guys. Mm -hmm. They have three things in that, in that rider and they're on screen movie rider. Mm -hmm. How badly they can be beaten up. How many punches and kicks they will allow themselves to be seen receiving during one movie, mm -hmm. like one scene. And there's actually somebody whose job it is to count. So if somebody's punching them, one, two, three, four, uh-uh, no, three this scene. Gotta do it again. Uh, we gotta edit out one punch. I'm getting paid for 46 and then, punches, and I just did 45. So the last one better be good. Okay, so I get the punch thing. They have a no losing clause in their contract. They're not allowed to lose any fights because it's bad for their image if they lose a fight. Well, who's gonna want to see a movie if they're always gonna win? Well, and that's the role they take. They take the role of the the hero, so the hero never loses. Well, no, like a good hero movie, they lose for a little while, then they come back and mm -hmm. they use the, the losing to motivate them to really win. They, the Rock doesn't have that. None of those guys have that. Well, The Rock needs to look over his writer a little bit better because his last 10 movies, not that good. So maybe he should consider rewriting that writer. I know Black Adam didn't do well at it all. It was horrible horrible the movie was horrible and it did not do that was the movie that was supposed to like bring dc back and marvel mm -hmm. was like spank yeah and fat and fast and furious i can only get through 10 15 minutes of any one of those movies i can't do it so if he was in the last one well, the i have first, no idea the first couple they're good when it's on my tv i can barely get through 10 minutes well, that part is not a clause in his contract how long anthony needs to sit and watch his movie for <laughs> it should be how good the movie is it's got to at least guarantee me 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right, right. Yeah. You, you put that in your contract. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many times you get punched. How about just how about just making a good movie? Make sure no movie that I'm in sucks. Put that in there.
<laughs> that's, that's the most important part of the contract. We we should be your agents. We just helped you out, Mr. Rock. He's probably in 14 movies the past year. He's, uh-huh. He does every movie. So do one instead of 14. Do one good one. <laughs> and then right. let somebody let somebody else do the other 14. Weren't we just talking about this the other night? Remember we had a caller call in and ask us, um, she wants to be in an open marriage and she's concerned that if anyone finds out that she she's in an open marriage, it may affect her job as a teacher. Right. She's worried that like the people at her school would be upset about that. And then we had another woman call in another night who said that she's a social worker who works with kids who doesn't make any money and she wants to be a stripper. Mm-hmm. Will that be a problem? And you and I were like, eh. You know, we remember we told them to just wear masks, wear bags over their face, and be the, yeah, be the unknown, be the unknown strippers right. and the unknown yeah. Well, this teacher was put on leave because she has an OnlyFans account. This happened in Missouri. She was placed on leave. The school found out. Listen to this. The school found out that she had an OnlyFans account. Right? She's a high school English teacher. Mm-hmm. High school. It's not like she's with you know four year olds. She's with eighteen year olds. Okay, she started doing it over the summer to boost her income because we don't pay teachers enough money. Mm-hmm. She made an additional forty-two grand a year on the OnlyFans. Forty-two grand a year, which is—I mean—I think that's a lot of money. We hear women making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. She's—that's not true. No one makes that kind of money. That's just a fallacy. Unless you're like super duper hot, forty-two grand a year is a lot of extra money. She doesn't want to leave the site because, you know, she's got subscription requirements. She makes more money online she, than she, she does in the classroom, probably. Right. Well, that, that's her point. Yeah. She thought she went on there and hid her identity. That's the thing. So she used like a fake name, a fake account, a fake everything. You know what that means? That means somebody in her district is on OnlyFans and saw her. Hmm. So let me get this straight. The same thing we said, we said this the other night with the stripper. You can come to the strip club. You can be an OnlyFans user. You could be a teacher, male teacher, who has an account on OnlyFans because you're busy looking at all the women. But heaven forbid I'm a woman on OnlyFans. I'm the one who gets Or you could be... Not all the men. You could be a kid's parents. You could be... Those teachers talk. And so they just talk and talk and talk. So she probably has it as her email signature. And by the way, follow... No, no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> No, that's the whole point. She said nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Fake email, fake name, fake account, fake everything. So nobody knew, which means somebody saw her. Right. And so they fired she her. She gets in trouble, not the person. They they put her on leave for now. They're deciding what to do about her. It, doesn't everybody now have an OnlyFans account if you're under the age of 35? I think so. How could you, why would you not? Yeah, I mean... Why would you not have one? You went through this whole phase for like three years that you were damn determined to get an OnlyFans page because you heard you could show feet and make money. Yeah. I was like, I'll be there for the foot fetishist. <laughs> Please look at my face. I used to be a foot model. Right. So I'm surprised you don't... You probably do have one. That's what you do all day. So I'm surprised everybody doesn't have one at this t- this point in time. Yeah, yeah. There's something for everybody on there. I wish my wife would get one. Why not? I need extra money. What's she waiting for? Put her on there. Right. Get what? Come on. You're watching TV. <laughs> You're sitting around out. watching TV. Put a camera on. You make a couple extra bucks. I need some new Nikes. Come on. Let's 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 go. Let's let's do it. Is she just gonna do feet, or are you gonna stick her in she there? She can do whatever those, she wants. Uh, I just I, I need extra toys money with the with the stones on the back. I can I can. St- quit one of my jobs how about that one of my jobs i can quit if you just go on there and show a little uh, boob i don't care just go do it you see they're banning cell phones in classrooms in the uk and australia shouldn't they anyway yeah i thought uh, there's some schools in my city that i know of because only because my friend's kids go there as soon as you show up at school you've got to put it in one of those little pouches Mm -hmm. you know like when you go into like a dave Chappelle show and you can't bring a phone in so you put it in a pouch and they give you a, it's like a coat check for your phone. Mm-hmm. 
There's a lot of schools that do that, but that's just that school because I can't think it's a private school. No, this is going to be, this is like nationwide and countrywide, the UK and Australia banning phones in classrooms. As well they should because phones have the internet on it and you can cheat. Is that the bigger issue, the cheating, not the sitting and texting all day or messaging people? I think it's the the cheating thing. But you have watches now too, so how are you going to control all that? You have glasses. People could be wearing a glass with with the... I don't know how you control that. Well, I think for the most part, at least I don't know how wealthy you are, most people have watches that they need their phone. So if the phone goes into a pouch, your watch won't work. Yeah, I have... My watch will work if I'm not... Oh, you have that service that you... Okay, well, sorry. We're not all rich like you. Um, (laughs) I I pay the $5 a month. The are kids that have to take medications because certain kids, like, they have their phone set to tell them when when it's time to take medication Mm -hmm. those are the kids so there are some that are being grandfathered in that can have their phones but then those parents are like well my kid's gonna have a phone because they're on medication everyone's gonna know about it like now it's just weird and awkward so they're trying to figure out how to work that out but yeah i'm surprised that they ever allowed phones in classrooms that must be really distracting for teachers yeah i actually talked to a teacher this week and i said now in fifth grade do kids have phones in classrooms and she's like no we don't allow that at all one kid will have like you said they have a medication so they have a flip phone or something like that but kids if you give kids a phone they're gonna sit there with it in their hand the whole time yeah just watching youtube you put any phone in anybody's hand they sit there with it in their hand the whole time driving walking it doesn't matter so you have yeah. to take it away from the kids at some point. But, yeah, you can't walk into a classroom and be able to Google the answer to that question. So a phone etiquette expert also weighed in on phone etiquette mm-hmm. in general and said that voicemails are out. Do not, do not, never leave a voicemail. Don't do that anymore. Um, most people read what's transcribed anyway. Mm-hmm. They don't listen. Right. So just text. Or send an email if you've got too much to say or too much to write or whatever. So that's that's a phone etiquette thing. Uh, no voicemails. You should also text somebody before you call them to make sure they're free to talk. Hey, seriously. Hey, can you talk now? Can I call you? Yes. Okay. Stand by. Well, people won't answer their phone. That's what they're saying. You should, most people don't answer the phone when people call. But if mm. you text ahead of time and say, hey, I got to talk to you about something. I'm gonna, Can I call you? That's the etiquette. That's how you're supposed to do it now. And also, when you're on FaceTime, this is so interesting. You ever see people that are on FaceTime and they walk while they're on FaceTime? They just walk down the street Mm -hmm. holding their phone, doing FaceTime. That's actually rude. You're not supposed to do that because it gets disorienting for the person you're talking to. It makes them, it's not good for them. And it makes you look like a complete douchebag. Okay, it's time to play fake or for real headlines. I'm going to read a headline. And Anthony, you tell me whether this is a headline that I made up Mm -hmm. or whether it's something that's really out there in the news. Bring it. 77-year-old guy federally charged for stockpiling ED meds. No, you can't. That's not against the law. This was not the Florida man story we were expecting, but uh, yeah. So this dude, 77, he could spend a year in federal prison. He stockpiled erectile dysfunction pills. Guess where he lives? The Villages in Florida. Does he really? Which... We've talked about it a million times. It's a wild retirement community. It has a reputation for rampant STDs. He had 1800 bucks worth of pills without a prescription, oh. and he planned to distribute them to the other 77 to 87-year-old men who needed a little boost. It's trying to make extra money. You can't get an OnlyFans account when you're 100, <laughs> so you got to sell uh, those types of pills. Okay, fake or for real headlines astronauts will land on the moon wearing Prada. No, Prada's not getting into the space war. You are wrong, my friend. That is a for real headline. The astronauts will wear Prada. NASA is teaming up with Prada, the fashion house, to design spacesuits for its Artemis III mission. It's going to be the first moon landing since ever. 1972. Ever. No, you got to say Ever first moon landing ever <laughs> ever <laughs> okay fine it's never <laughs> happened okay is this a is this fake or a for real headline universities are banning capital letters in emails 
because students are triggered as if you're yelling at them. Oh my God. Yes, that's true. Please. No, it's fake. I made that one. Oh. It, just, it feels real, though, right? Yes. Does that feel real? 100%. <laughs> okay, fake or for real headline couple in California chose an emoji for a baby name. Oh, please, yes. No, that's not allowed. Oh, come on. Totally fake, totally fake, totally fake. Um, okay, fake or for real headline, AI not only writes resumes, it can cook a steak. True. That is true. The world's first artificial intelligent grill, <gasps> it can cook a perfect steak in less than two minutes. It exists. It cooks vertically, unlike a regular grill, so you don't have to flip it. It also does pizza, fish, and chicken. It's only $3,500, though. Fix. Relationship. Advice. The Cooper and Anthony Show. We got a whole hour of your sex and relationship questions, and we are here to answer them. I am a psychologist. Anthony pushes buttons, mm-hmm. and you are on the phone, Daniel. What's going on? I've been in a relationship with my current girlfriend for two years now, and I'm positive that she is the one I'm going to marry. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I'm in a bit of a pickle. I want to have an affair, not just to like, not not to find someone new, but to experience what the affair feels like, that thrill, that rush. You know, I've always been a good boyfriend. I've always been a good guy, and I've never done that. Mm-hmm. And the women that I've dated have done that to their boyfriends, and I have friends that have done that to their girlfriends, but I haven't personally done it myself. So I'm talking to my girlfriend about it, and she, of course, is against you know, any kind of open relationship. I just don't know what to do. I just want to, I just want to do it just to see what it's like. But I'm also scared to actually do it because I've never done it before. All right, Daniel, my friend, you are not ready to be in a serious, long-term committed relationship with your girlfriend. And she, despite what you think, is not the one. Mm -hmm. Because if she were... You would not be considering cheating on her and having an affair and seeing the thrill of it. You wouldn't be considering breaking her heart and hurting her as much as this would actually hurt her. The fact that you even talked to her about it was, I mean, great. You were open communication. We love it. But I'm sure that was really painful for her. And she's just being cool about it. I get the bucket list thing. I get the wanting all the experiences you can have before you're tied down to that one person who doesn't want an open marriage. So you would be tied down to the one person forever. But the fact that you see it through the lens of being tied down, which you didn't say, but it's implied by this desire of yours to cheat. The fact that you see it this way tells me that you're not cut out for monogamy and that being with her forever, just the two of you, you know, that should be like, an exciting adventure that you can't wait to be on, but you see it as an obstacle to your having sexual experiences with other women, which is fine. That's you, but just own it. You know, we date to figure out who we are and what we want and what we don't want. She may be awesome, but clearly you have different needs and different long-term desires, not to mention the girl who you would cheat with. Like what about her feelings? What about what she wants? And the cheating that comes later in life. That comes years down the road. <laughs> and the, the thing you got to learn is you don't tell them. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, you got to be able to separate your cheating life from your real life. And if you are going to cheat, you got to know that you might get caught. And if you do get caught, that could be the end of your relationship. So keep that in the back of your mind. But just wait a few years. Then it comes easy. It's no problem then. I don't think it comes easy because Anthony, I mean, it sounds like Daniel's the kind of guy that's just always been like, he said, he's always been a good guy, never did anything like this. Mm -hmm. I think that he would suck at cheating. I think he would get, I think he'd get found out the next, he would wake up the next morning in bed with another woman and his girlfriend would already already be texting him. He would tell Who is she? What's her name? Last night I slept with somebody. He would be that guy. You got to be able to separate that guy from the real guy and you can't do that. So you ain't the cheating type. He ain't cut out for it. What I've heard. I don't know from experience. He ain't got the stomach for it. It's just what my friends have told me. So I don't know this for a fact. It's what my friends told me. What can we do for you, Rebecca? Two years ago, I had like a really brief relationship with a guy that was just like very intense and then ended kind of badly, um, but really like impacted me. And that was like right before my senior year of college. And so my senior year, I like 
dated casually, but like not really. I was more focused on like hanging out with my friends. And then I moved to DC and only went on a handful of dates. Now I live here and I like, I'm excited to meet people and date people. Um, but I just feel like I have a little bit of like a block almost. Like I can't let go of like what happened in the past. and I'm like scared to get hurt again. I'm on like some dating apps and I'll like swipe and like like people and like think that they're cute, but I can't get over like that fear, like engaging with them. Totally normal. But here's the thing I want you to understand. You were a completely different person back then. And I don't mean just your personality. I mean, your actual brain. Brain development is ongoing into your mid-20s. That's why you do stupid stuff in college, like date the wrong guy and end things badly and then later go, uh, what was I thinking? Here's the proof. If you met that guy now, would you date him? No. Mm-hmm. Of course you wouldn't date him. You've all, you're already a different person. You already know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So even though you're afraid to jump in and do it, you you would know if a guy was a jerk. You'd know. So I want you to do three things. I want you to set a date. This is very woo-woo of me and not usually my normal like patter, but this is the stuff that works. I want you to set a date to just let it go. And as of that date, stop thinking about this old boyfriend and this old relationship that has no value and no meaning in your life and who you are now. And I want you to get rid of anything that reminds you of that time. A t-shirt, a book, anything laying around your room that is from college that reminds you of that time. Get rid of it. Give it to charity. Give it away to a friend. Throw it away. I don't care. Get rid of it. And then I want you to embrace the new you. You know, focus on who you've become. In other words, give yourself a break. Celebrate the you that you are now. So not just by being kind to yourself and all that kind of stuff, but I want you to do stuff for yourself on a regular basis to remind you what a great person you are and what a great catch you are. You know, like get a pet, paint your apartment, go for a walk, go to the gym. Just do something special for yourself to celebrate the you you are now, you know, to, to recognize that you're no longer that vulnerable girl in college. You are different now. Mm-hmm. And then finally, don't blame new guys for past guys being douchebags. You know, so move forward by not dating douchebags. Date nice guys who are going to treat you with respect and communicate with you. But if you keep being afraid, you're never going to meet those nice guys. Just take a risk. Jump in. What's the worst that can happen? You know, you meet a guy and it doesn't work out. Okay, so you meet another guy. You, you got to put yourself back out there. You, you cannot be, you're going to regret this. You're going to regret not dating in your 20s. You're going to get to your 30s and go, ah, oh, I blew my 20s when I was hot. You're going you're gonna to regret it. You got to go out of your way and date somebody completely opposite of what the last guy was. Because the problem right. that I always had and Cooper's always had, dated the same people. Same exact people. They're clones of the last one. Until Cooper broke out of that a little bit and met Joe, then he was different from everybody else that she dated. That's true. That's very very observational of you. But I would date the same bad girl. I would be, okay, skinny, blonde, big boobs. Oh, look, there's my type. (laughs) Right. So what you got, Alex? I am a 30... four-year-old male who is dating a 39-year-old female. I am in a pickle. She has never orgasmed her entire life, so she claims. Mm-hmm. And we've been dating now a year and a half. She's only had one other long-term relationship in her past. Claims to never orgasm, but I feel like it affects her mentality completely. She's uptight. She's stressed. She's worried. She's irritable. She's fiery and on top of that she's very flirtatious and uh rightfully so she's a beautiful woman but there's this uh, certain degree of pent-upness and something that i can't quite put my thumb on i feel like you got the wisdom because um we've also hit a point of relationship where uh she seems so sexually frustrated yet is consciously choosing to be in a relationship with me and i'm kind of thinking like maybe we should open it up Mm. i don't know Safety. I've been her safety net for a long time. She claims safety was something she's always wanted, da da da. But I'm kind of more the nice guy. She kind of goes naturally after the bad boy. We're in a little bit of a pickle, and I'm just feeling your huge 
broad wisdom of <laughs> this whole thing, and I think that you can shine some light on it. So, thank you, Alex. Thank you for the compliment. But you know, you said you couldn't put your finger on it. You couldn't put your thumb on it. Put your thumb on it and mm-hmm. move it around in a little circle. Like, use your thumb, use your finger, use a toy, a vibrator, your tongue, something. You understand how to give a woman an orgasm, right? So, I don't get this whole thing that you're like, she has an orgasm. I don't know. Well, what the hell's going on over there? Mm -hmm. How about you participate? How about you be more of her partner and help her orgasm? Show her what to do. Go buy her a new toy every week. And then put magic mic on and then leave the room. That's how you do it. (laughs) Pretty easy. (laughs) And say, when you finish, we'll go get ice cream. But you have to finish (laughs) or no ice cream. And then that's how you do it. What's your question, Madison? I am in a close to two-year relationship with my boyfriend. And we're both 21. And it's like our first serious relationship. Like overall good relationship. However, he is so vanilla with sex. And I have tried everything. And when I tell you, I have tried everything. I mean, we've probably had a conversation 30 plus times. I am on him all the time. And the thing is, he has no fantasies. He has no desires. Like he is just satisfied with plain sex. Tried slowly everything. So for example, like it took a year for him to choke to use even like a tie in bed. And the thing is, he's willing to do it because, like, I've talked to him how you've, like, said I should, all this stuff. But it doesn't turn me on if I have to ask him to do it. And the thing is, he'll do it once. Then I have to ask again. And the thing is, like, I'm not going to marry this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a boyfriend. But it, like, comes down to, like, I don't know if I should stay with him when I'm, like, this young and I'm not going to marry him or not because he's not going to change. And I, I've never been with a man with such a, not that it's a bad thing, but, like, average sex desire like i've tried everything like i've sent him photos and lingerie and the response i get is cute right been there um i think the reason why you're really calling us is because you want us to give you permission to end this relationship Mm -hmm. you've made a good argument for why this relationship is over you know you've you've asked him for what you want and he's unable to deliver that because he's not into it. You guys are not sexually compatible. And he's given it the old college try, but it's not enough for you. And you've gotten to the point now where all you're doing is like nagging him, which is how, listen, he's a great guy that he's even trying and he hasn't told you to F off. But I think the reason why you're calling is you make a good argument. This is not the guy you're going to marry. He's a great guy, but the sex is terrible. So you have our permission to let this relationship go. You know, your 20s are the years to enjoy your sex life. And, you know, when you break up with somebody, there doesn't have to be an incident. Somebody doesn't have to have an affair. There doesn't have to be a fight. Sometimes the relationship just runs its course. And it sounds like that's pretty much where you guys are. It's run its course. You've tried communicating. You've done everything. And you just want someone to tell you that it's okay to move on. So we're we're here to tell you. Yeah, it's okay. You should move on because he should go find somebody who is just as vanilla as he is, who he's not going to feel sexually bullied by or sexually pressured, or maybe he's perceiving you as being nagging at this point. And you shouldn't have to nag somebody to ask them for what you want in bed. So you need to be with somebody who is sexually adventurous like you are. So you both deserve to have the kind of sex lives you want. It's just not with each other. Do it tonight. Do it right now. Don't yeah. wait. And Cooper said it before. Go back tomorrow. Go to cooperandanthony.com and listen to your call back. And then you will see for yourself how crazy it sounds. Tyler, what's your question? I, you know, I'm with someone kind of new. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like her. But I got this issue, all right? She's trying too hard when we are together intimately. Okay. Right. It was a few months ago, you know, things are great, except when we're in bed. She's trying to be someone she saw on OnlyFans, okay? So, it's not who she is. I mean, it's like, look, sometimes, I mean, you know, sometimes we FaceTime, and you know what I mean, you know, together, you know, on, you know, right? But then she puts on this sort of different persona, but... 
we haven't been together that long, right? But I don't want to say anything and embarrass her because she's trying hard. But what do you think? I don't know how long she could do this, though. Would you rather have that or a dead fish? There's a difference between a dead fish and a dead fish that's being electrocuted and being faked <laughs> to be on the way, you see. The way I see it in life, natural is better. If you are normal, if you are average, be average. Because, I, I mean, personally, my opinion is, is that I think that that sort of industry has affected the way people do that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. My guess is she probably doesn't have a lot of experience and she's looking to whatever she thinks you would like. So I think it would be a good idea. You could just let her off the hook. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong to say to her. You don't have to make her feel uncomfortable and be like, listen, you're pretending to be a OnlyFans person. I think you should say to her, you know, just be natural. You don't have to do any of that. Just I want to I'm attracted to you, who you are. You know, I think she doesn't have a lot of experience and she's that's what women do. They put on this persona because they feel like that's what well, don't you, appeals don't, to men. Don't you, well, don't you think it also does it the same way the, on the other side that we have to have some sort of expectations too? Well, what kind of expectations? Well, that we're supposed to be this macho guy who's supposed to do it only one particular way. And if we're not this specific way, it's not right. You know, I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm overthinking. Yeah, I guess no. I think no, no. I think you're right. I think Tyler, you're right. I think a lot of men they have pressure and they have anxiety surrounding sex for that very reason because they feel like women want them to perform a certain way. Mm -hmm. So you know, I think a lot of this happens as you get to know somebody longer. You guys haven't been together that long, so I think instead of setting a precedent that she should behave like that and you have to be a certain way, I think you guys should start over, start from the beginning. And just when she, mm. when she starts to pretend to like be an OnlyFans girl, you can say, "What are you doing? Don't do that." I like I like you. Sex, relationships, and advice. The Cooper and Anthony Show. I was in a car today, and uh, there was no airbag. The light came on that said, "No passenger." Mm-hmm. Child in front seat. Um, yeah, right. It's like it, it goes on. No, put the child in the back seat, facing <laughs> backwards. What are you doing? Put a child in a front seat. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm all of And if you don't know, nothing. Cooper's very little. So yeah, I'm very the car tiny. is I'm very it, tiny. <laughs> making fun of you. Yeah. So I got shamed by a car because I wasn't tall enough for it to acknowledge. And then my friend said to me, you probably should sit in the back. I was like, what? Why? And he said, because if you sit in the front, there'll be no airbag. Mm-hmm. And if it does go off, it's going to injure you because you're too small. <laughs> It's going to hit you right in the face. It's not going to it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. You're going to get you're going to get killed by an airbag. So he made me sit in the back of his car today. I'm too short. I'm too short to drive in a car. Stupid car. Don't you do it by weight? Can't you tell she weighs three people? <laughs> I know you can't see her eyes. But <laughs> the weight should be way more than it should be. Yeah, well, I am tall as I am wide. That's true. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, it's so funny because for so long, I guess yeah, I don't really go in cars much, but uh, everyone's car is different. Mm-hmm. And now that's really sensitive. Some of the newer cars, like it's super sensitive to make sure the person sitting in the seat is not a child. Growing up at Coney Island, you couldn't have ridden all the rides. Oh, forget about Coney Island. I couldn't go in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal. Yeah, because you're not tall. You have to be this tall, and you weren't this tall to yeah. ride the ride. There was one of the rides at the Wizarding World that I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome. They're like, mm, sorry, ma'am, not for you. So you've had to have that issue your whole life. My whole life. I was a tiny child. I was a tiny high schooler. Mm-hmm. In fact, all the time in high school, people were like, are you 10? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm 16. <laughs> no, you're 10. I was like, no, no, 16. Yeah, so many step stools in the kitchen. I would trip over them all the time. I have three step stools because they're three different sizes, depending on what I have to reach. <laughs> I have one for like a very high up, and then I have one for medium, and then I have one if I just want to reach the drawer. <laughs> so your whole life you've been too short for the world, really. I mean, I think everyone's too something. Everybody has like... 
too tall, too short. You know, I've got a girlfriend who's, she's too tall. She's 5'11". Mm-hmm. We look great together, by the way, when I hang out with her. it's I look like her child. It's hilarious. She's one of my best friends, but it's really great when I hang out with her, and she's 5'11", and I'm 5'1". <laughs> We're adorable together. <laughs> People are like, oh, look, the mom is taking the daughter out. So have you ever been too short, too skinny, too tall for the world? 888-460-6002. Erin, are you too short, too tall, too something? Yes, definitely. My entire life, listen, I'm four foot eleven. Okay, I've been this this height my entire life, and I've always been, like you said a few minutes ago, as tall as I am wide. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's been a constant battle, you know, with their amusement parks. It's the same way. Either or like when I was probably about let's see, sixteen or seventeen, I'd go to a ride, and they couldn't get the the like strap thing. You know, you pull it down. Mm-hmm. It, they had to like try to jolt it to the point where they're like, no, we just can't, we can't fit. I'm sorry. Or it was you're, you're too short. <laughs> Your legs, you, can't even, you couldn't even get up in there. I had to try to have people lift me into it. I was too heavy for them to do it. <laughs> I'm so had that. Wait, wait, let me ask you something. Have you, Aaron? Have you had this experience where you're getting into when Anthony had his as his truck, his Escalade? I wasn't. I couldn't. He had, I had to he had, throw her in. He had, a, he had to pick me up to put me in the Escalade. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I still do that now. I have a uh, 2008 Jeep Liberty, and uh-huh. it's not, you know, it's, it's factory height. It's not real tall to most people, but to me, I just have to <laughs> climb in it, and then I slide out. So it, it's actually it's very complicated. It's very, it's very dramatic, believe it or not, when you're a kid and you can't seem yeah. to be part of everything else. It's true. But, you know, like you, I'm a lot smaller now. I'm, I'm not any taller, unfortunately. <laughs> but I'm, a, I'm, a lot, I'm a lot thinner now, and uh, it's somewhat easier, but still, you always think, and you always be afraid of getting big again. And uh, it's just it's it's a horrifying experience. It really is, especially as a young child. So. And Erin, have you ever looked at those doggy steps and thought, I could use those? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get into bed. To get into bed, to get into Anthony's car. If I could carry around doggy steps, my life would be so much easier. <laughs> oh, back to this. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> hey, Whitney. Hey, how are you? Now, Whitney, what, you're too what? I'm too short to be a flight attendant. <gasps> I didn't know there was a height limit for, for flight attendant. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's a safety issue. I, evidently, you can't reach the proper equipment and you can't follow the procedure <laughs> in an emergency. But I'm 59 inches. I'm 4'11". And uh-huh. I think I think about 15 years ago, you had to be 5'4". Mm-hmm. So I was not even close. But I'm an amusement park fanatic. Uh-huh. And I have never not been able to ride anything. I'm wondering where you you can't ride things. That's, that's something that I couldn't believe. My girlfriend brought over lasagna last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I pulled out mugs and I put the lasagna in the mug. She's like, why are we eating lasagna out of mugs? And I brought her into the kitchen. I showed her where the plates were. The plates are on the very top shelf because we have these weird cabinets. They're so weird. The bottom does not fit plates because it's made for mugs and little tiny bowls. Mm-hmm. Then the next level up is too small, and then the very top is where the most space is, so that's where all the plates and the bowls are. So if I need to get a plate, I have to go get the big ladder. That one's in the closet. That's a pain in the neck. So I was like, eh, I'm hungry. It's fine. So I just grabbed, like, two big mugs, like giant, like almost soup mugs, and I put the lasagna in that. She's like, why are we eating lasagna out of soup mugs? I'm like, because it's the only thing I can reach. This is pizza in a cup. It's, just, it's the greatest thing ever. It's in a cup. Everything should be in a cup. Why wouldn't you I move? I most of my food out of mugs. Why wouldn't you rip the cabinets down and put new cabinets up that, that are Cooper size? Okay, Rockefeller. You know how expensive <sighs> cabinets are? Well, you've lived there a long time. At least you could do something. You're going to live your whole life not I, reaching a plate. I do. I eat out of mugs. I, that's why I've... <laughs> That's why I've worked it out. I eat everything out of mugs. Everything from cereal to lasagna, spaghetti. We order in Chinese food. Doesn't matter. It all goes in the mug. Unless my boyfriend's home. He's 6'1". So I'm always like, can you get his plates? <laughs> and of course, he's on the couch. He doesn't want to get, oh, I gotta... He hates this. His whole life is me asking him to reach things for me. You know what I mean? After a while, he's like, you know what? No, I'm not getting up. Yeah, that's when you and I lived together. I put things on top of the refrigerator because I knew (laughs) you would never reach that or even see it. So I could put anything I wanted up there. 
There is no top of the refrigerator as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't exist. Karen, how tall are you? 5'1". 5'1 seems like a normal size to me. Well, I have a combination problem. Um, It's a combination of being 5'1 and weighing 105 pounds. So I waited a long time to get the large John Deere mower. (laughs) And, um, you know, was real proud of getting that mower. But uh, in order to mow my yard, I have to sit on the large phone book. And I have to, I have to wear the four-inch platform shoes. And that looks kind of... <laughs> So wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get this right. So you in shorts and four-inch platforms on your John Deere mower around your lawn. That's what you're telling me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It looks pretty funny. Luckily, I've lived in the same neighborhood for, you know, 20 years. So Uh all my neighbors know me. And they know that I didn't transform into that until I got my John Deere. Right. (laughs) That's so funny. It's either that or put bricks on the bottom of your shoes. At least platforms, you look good. (laughs) (laughs) how many options do you have now ken you've told us that you're always too big is that still the case i've dropped 70 pounds so i ain't complaining you'd have yes ma'am so are you down under 400 now no well yeah i've been (laughs) under 400 i'm almost under 300 now really have you ever been over 400 no sir oh okay ken you're like you're like a slip of a thing now well, when I got to 389, I said, good God almighty. I said, that's enough. When you were 389, were you too big for anything? Oh, I'm still too big for things now. Just because I've lost lost almost a whole one of you don't mean I ain't still big. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am only 70 pounds now. Well, you remember I told you that I went looking for convertibles a while back, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And honest to God, Cooper, now I went and looked at one, and the car was, it was a big car. It was a big convertible. Mm. And I went to get in that thing, and the and the, uh, the salesman was standing there with me, and he tried to shut the door. I said, dude, you're not going to get that door shut. <laughs> he said, well, I will watch this. He said, lean over. So I leaned over, and I still had arm and shoulder hanging out. Oh, no. And I thought, I thought to myself when they did that, I said, now, that, you know, all they're fussing about, how big the, the country is getting. And now here I am. It's not the country, am, it's I'm you. Well, it wasn't so bad, it was one of them. I went and tried, tried four different convertibles on. <laughs> <laughs> tried them on, like a belt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny part wasn't putting them on, because when I had to take them off, it was hard. Oh, wow. That was a bad part. Only, only Ken puts a convertible on like a belt. Like a shirt. No, this one doesn't fit. <laughs> you ever have a friend that's just too dumb? It's <laughs> too dumb? Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to say no because I'm waiting for you to say, I have a friend who's dumb. <laughs> and you're going to look no, at me. it's actually not you. Oh, really? Surprisingly, hmm. it's not you. I, I actually have a friend who's dumber than you. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> it's really a mystery. She's very sweet, and I like her so much. I really like her, but sometimes she's so dumb mm-hmm. that, how dumb is she? Um, I don't bring her with me everywhere I go because I know the people around her will judge her. Like I'm very conscious where I bring her and what kind of stuff we do together because sometimes she says things and does things that are so stupid. Is she dumb just, or I just worry about her. dipsy? I've tried to explain things to her that are simple and they, they don't land. She doesn't really get simple concepts and she just, she's, she's ditzy as well. Mm-hmm. You know, she's your friend that like, she's always leaving her cell phone places. She always forgets where she puts her hat, her coat, her, she's always leaving stuff places, you know, all the time because she just doesn't pay attention to the world. You know, she just, she experiences the world differently than the rest of us, mm-hmm. but she's, she's basically too dumb for the world. Is she cute? Yes, of course. Please. Yeah, you can't see, get through the go. world without being cute if you're that dumb. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> she no doesn't way. have to be. <laughs> she doesn't have to be smart. She can just look like that. <laughs> so we're talking about are you too something, too tall, too short, too fat, too skinny, too something. Karen, have you had that experience that you were too something to do stuff? I am too short to do anything. <laughs> um, uh, much like the doggy steps, I do actually have a step stool to get into my bed. <laughs> you do? 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, clothes. Uh, even the petites are too long for me. Mm. Uh, they're like two to three inches too long, and it's like, how did the petite people grow in the last few years? But they obviously right. have. And uh, actually, even my house, I have to climb up onto the cabinets on top of the counter just to change the light bulb over my sink. Okay, I can relate to that. Let me tell you something. I can totally relate to that. I have to climb up my counter to reach. We have three shelves. The first one has uh, bowls, and the second one has plates. I can't reach the plates unless I climb up on the counter. Uh, I'm the same way. I have. Uh, <laughs> I can only reach the, I have four, and I can only reach the first one about three quarters of the way in, and then the second one I have to... Uh, just reach the very front, and if mm. I want anything else, then I have to climb up onto the counter to get it. So now when you go to amusement parks, they have the seat that's actually on the roller coaster out by the road, so you can sit in uh-huh. the seat to see if you can fit in the seat. <laughs> so if you can't fit in the seat, you can't, there's no reason to stand in line for five hours if you can't even fit in the seat. So they give you the seat so you can try it out before you stand in line. Well, the problem isn't the seat, and I will tell you this firsthand because this is the problem I have. You can sit in the seat. It's when you pull that harness thing down. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be able to pull it down. It's supposed to cover your chest and protect you. If you're tiny like me, it just covers your head. It's like a little weird football helmet. So if that thing comes down and it doesn't protect you, it's just sort of holding your head in place, mm-hmm. you're too small for that ride. That's what it has to do with where the where the harness thing that comes down is. Or if you've had too many cheeseburgers and you can't get that thing over your belly and it doesn't click. There's that too. Then, then right. I'm not going. Do not go. All right, we're talking about are you too something, skinny, tall, whatever, to do stuff? How about you, Portia? Hi, I'm too skinny. Yeah, and, and don't you hate when people say to you, oh, poor you, but it's a problem. I know, I can't even fit into zero, size zero pants. It's horrible. I hate going shopping. So what do you do for clothes? Um, I try to wear shirts that go over, so mm. you can't really tell or belt, and then being so skinny like i tried to give blood but they said it didn't weigh enough right i couldn't even do that i think you have to be at least what is it 110 or something for giving blood 120 something like that 110 110 and and people think that that's the oh poor you but the truth is you really have trouble finding clothes also you're not going to go shop in the children's department because you're an adult you're not going to wear kid clothes Mm mm-hmm exactly Portia, have you ever tried putting mayonnaise on a pizza (laughs) <laughs> Ew, I hate pizza and mayonnaise. <laughs> well, see, that's your problem right there. If you would put eggs and mayonnaise on a pizza, you'd be fine. I try to eat a lot so I can gain weight, but it just never seems to work. Yes, I mean, some of it's genetic. <laughs> that's just how it goes. So, I, I Portia, I feel your pain. I don't feel your pain now, but... Uh, but because I'm not too skinny, but uh, but I know people that are, and people make fun of them and think, like, that's a problem. But it is a problem. Stack donuts up by three. And eat them that way. And put a piece of meat between each stack. <laughs> that sounds delicious. With some mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would do that. Well, Thank I'm, you, I'm Portia. just trying to help. Yeah, you think that, that that's just gross. So, so you want her to clog up her arteries because she's too skinny for you. I didn't say she's too skinny for me. She sounded too skinny for her. I'm just trying to help her out. Okay, well, thank you very much. Double zero, that's the correct weight. Hey, Terry. Hey, how you guys doing? Now, Terry, you're too What? I think I'm too big, like, tall, heavy, just in general, for this whole, like, new fashion trend where the guys are wearing the, the skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. And I, it just doesn't work for me. And I think I'm, like, average size. I'm about 5'11", 170. So mm-hmm. I'm about average size. But when I put on the jeans, it just doesn't work. You have to be a Jonas brother. Yeah, basically. Yeah, if you're but, not a Jonas brother, forget or it. Or in high school. Yeah, or, yeah, or in high school. Too, right. I guess. Really shouldn't be wearing that at all, man.